0: This is The Jerry Callahan Show.
1: I think we can all agree it is a scary time on planet Earth. It is a frightening time. We're watching the videos. We're watching uh, in real time as uh, Russia attacks, kills civilians, kills kids, kills old ladies on the streets of uh, Ukraine. But I think... I think at this point, you know what the scariest part is for me, is the people calling the shots for us. I know you're going to find this shocking, Craig, but I don't have any faith in the people uh, in charge right now. And I'm going to hear from uh, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden. Dementia Joe is speaking later today, and he's going to say... We're not going to buy any more Russian oil. What a great idea. Geez, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't someone suggest that, you know, a couple weeks ago? Of course, we don't want to buy Russian oil because Vladimir Putin is bad. We're going to buy Iranian oil. And we're going to buy Saudi Arabian oil and uh, Venezuelan oil. It gets more maddening by the day. And then there's Kamala on her way to Poland and Romania haven't those people suffered enough? They have to I think so. <laughs> Kamala's going to be there. And there's one thing we can be sure of. She'll say something really, really dumb. And then we got Pete Buttigieg. We could play you some sound from Mayor Pete. He's got an idea. He's got an idea how we can all combat these soaring gas prices. I'm telling you, uh, it is scary that uh, these are the people calling the shots. These are people we've entrusted and we're on the brink of World War III. We have a guy. I'm going to read you from a guy whose uh, job it is to uh, to f- to see, look ahead, and and predict what will happen next. And he has a prediction about what's going to happen if indeed we go to war with Russia. If and which is what a lot of people in the United States want. If if you're not scared enough, um, also. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver, uh, Atlanta. Well, I, I thought he was coming here. I thought he was going to be a Patriot. Well, that's off because Calvin Ridley is a moron. Lots of people are defending him, but I'm not sure how you could do that. It's it's he's just an idiot. You want to talk about the worst gambler of all time? We will tell, give you the details about Calvin, and and we will not defend Calvin Ridley, even though even though the NFL is in bed with a DraftKings. That doesn't mean Calvin Ridley's not a moron. And, I mean, Calvin Ridley got a year? What's Stephen Ross going to get if they find some some truth in um, Brian Flores' uh, accusations? We'll get into that and a lot more on today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better? With direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. All right, we are sitting comfortably in our Studio 550 studio. What's this studio called? Does this studio have
0: a name? It's Studio 550. This is it? Yeah, this, this is it. your
1: spot? This is where you spend each day? I am, uh, I've am. i come to see Craig and the whole operation here at Studio 550. Very nice. How do we sound? We sound great. How do I look?
0: More important? Amazing. Got to use- I,
1: I got my, my my Shea Concrete hat. I got to put it on. They pay real money for that. <laughs> uh, I'll dig that out in a minute. But uh, nice place. I had to actually... Get up and sit in traffic, which I haven't done in quite a while. I'm not going to do it very often, let me just tell you. (laughs) (laughs) If you could just move this whole place, beautiful place, just a little closer to my Mm -hmm. my house, I'd appreciate that. But uh, it is nice, and we have a a coffee maker that's working, which is the only thing that mattered. When I got here, I said, just please tell me where the coffee maker is. I got it. I'm good. Got my new Midcom mug. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I need a Studio Five Fifty mug. I yeah, like no, that. I like that logo. I just oh, pretty too. cool. They don't have them yet, though. All right, we're getting ready. Everybody's getting ready for. Uh, and, and listen, you want to start off your day with a depressing thought? Joe Biden's going to speak later. I don't know. Later today, I think they said ten forty-five with him. That means I don't know noon. Whatever they can pump him full of B twelve and get him a you know a shot of Adderall and uh, get the mortician to to make him look you know, almost lifelike. That's the goal. Uh, he's gonna speak, he's gonna announce that we are not gonna buy any more Russian oil. That's wonderful, that's what every single like person in the United States has been calling for, for two weeks now. He's finally doing it, but that's a two-part thing. It's a two-part thing, and he's gonna leave out the second part. It should be, we're not gonna buy any more Russian oil because we got plenty. I've never heard, I've never seen a political issue where there's more of a consensus, except maybe on what a fool that Kamala Harris is. That's like 100%. But the people, who doesn't want to stop buying Russian oil? Who doesn't want to stop financing the war effort for Vladimir Putin? Who? Anybody? Anybody. A show of hands. So we stop buying Russian oil. That's like 8% of our our oil. or. Yeah, 8% of our imported oil. That's fine. That's great. Wonderful. Stop buying Russian oil. We should be doing that anyway. Hell, you know, we're not buying Russian dressing or Russian vodka. Why would you want to buy Russian oil? But part B, and God, I, 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 I hope he takes questions. I don't think he will because he's a coward. He will turn his back and shuffle off the stage as Peter Ducey's screaming at him, as he should. But the second part should be, why don't we get our own oil? We have plenty of oil. We have enough oil for the next 500 years here in the United States. Why don't we get the Keystone Pipeline up and running? Why don't we drill in Anwar? Why don't we give out more leases on federal lands and allow uh, people in Texas and Oklahoma and Alaska to drill? And his answer will, well, actually, there won't be an answer because he won't take a question because he's a coward. Jen Psaki will take a question later about that. She will lie. That's what she does. She'll say, oh, it takes too long. Or, oh, she's, now her new thing is there's plenty of federal leases of, they're just not using them. Here's this, I mean, there's two frightening things when you look at the current situation. One is, and they're they're tied together, that that the people making the call on whether we go to war with Russia. And you know what? I think it's close. I really do. We're going to, Anthony Blinken said yesterday, or two days, a Sunday, that we're ready to arm the, uh, the the pilots, the Ukrainian pilots with F-16s. How do you think that plays in Russia with Putin? We're, we're suddenly fighting. We're not fighting American pilots, but we're fighting American planes. That's going to be a provocation. And, and I, I don't know what Putin, Putin will kill more kids. I don't know. But it's not going it's, it's to de-escalate things. Um and and Blinken put him on the list of absolute buffoons, pl- totally incompetent, overmatched people, uh, calling the shots. But I wanted uh, we'll we'll do we'll do gas prices because this I mean it's kind of a big deal right now. I don't know if you've heard Craig. Gas prices are up. Have you heard? Skyrocketing. Oh man, I'm almost getting tired of it. Of course, I don't drive as much as you or most people, so it's not killing me just yet. But it's a big deal. We see it every day. If you're on social media, you see everyone taking a picture of the gas pump and how much they're paying. This is something I think everyone in America should understand at some point, and maybe they will. Maybe it's coming, maybe we'll all understand it in the next few weeks. This is by design. As I've said over and over again for the last two, three weeks, Biden is controlled by the radical kook fringe left, the Green New Deal extremists. Uh, Biden, the, the Biden regime is under the thumb of G- Greta and, uh, and AOC and John Kerry and Ed Markey and all the, cr- and they admit it at times. I mean, you heard Jen Psaki say it, you're, you're going to hear from Pete Buttigieg, they want zero emissions, which is absurd. They want to eliminate fossil fuels. That's stuff, I mean, that's radical if you're in the faculty lounge at Wesleyan. That's nutty to just eliminate fossil fuels. Fossil fuels is one of the great uh, forces for good the world has ever seen. I've said this before, I'll say it again, I'm going to say it for the rest of my life, but I think, and I don't have the exact number, but 200 years ago, something like 90% of the world lived in abject poverty. Now it's less than 20%. It's like 80-something percent have been lifted out of poverty for two reasons, capitalism and fossil fuels. And the demonization of it is it's one of the great scandals of our time. And now here we are, we have soaring gas prices and all kinds of problems on the domestic front, and we're on the you know, precipice of World War III, and the nuts are doubling down. They're saying... Now's our chance to eliminate fossil fuels. They want gas to cost seven, eight bucks a gallon. They want people to say, "I can't afford to drive. I better take the, the the, the bus, or I better ride my mm. bike." Which is what you're going to have to start doing when you come in here every morning. You're going to start biking because uh, fuel prices are going to be so high. They want this. Next time you hear Saki or Buttigieg or Biden or any of the clowns in this administration talk about it, just understand. It is by design. This is what they want. They want. They don't want us drilling. They don't want us fracking. They don't want, hell, they don't even want nuclear power for some unknown, some ridiculous reason. They, right now, AOC and John Kerry and Ed Markey and the extremist kook fringe are very happy. They say the higher the prices, the fewer, I mean, simple economics. The higher the price goes, the fewer people will drive, the fewer, the, the less... Fuel will use. They want this. People are talking about the pain at the pump. The pain is the point. The pain is the point. They want it to hurt. They want it to be a deterrent. Uh, just understand that when you hear Biden talk, when you hear Saki or Buttigieg talk, this is the goal. They won't say it out loud necessarily, although sometimes they do hint that uh, they're hoping for a zero emissions, a zero emissions future. And you're going, zero? What? What? Zero? First of all, that's not even necessary. Secondly, you want that would destroy the U.S. economy. I mean, it would destroy working families. It's not going to destroy John Kerry. He's still going to go out and scatter mooch, you know, on Memorial Memorial Day weekend, his ten million dollar sailboat. He doesn't give a damn. But the average person, it's going to hurt, and they want it to hurt. Understand that. So it's so so. I, and I'll get to I'll get to Buttigieg. But here's what I was thinking last night. I'm thinking. It would be so much different if you had different people in charge, different people calling the shots. We have these radical ideologues who, A, you know, don't want us using fossil fuels. They don't, they want zero emissions. These ridiculous, I mean, that's like saying you want to, you know, you want to ride a unicorn to work. It's just absurd. It's, it's just so unrealistic and, and uh, impossible. I mean, we have to stop with this nonsense and stop listening to them and stop letting, you know, kids who get brainwashed in high school come out and say, you know, we, we're all gonna die of climate change in the next three weeks if we don't stop using f-. What do you think the rest of the world is gonna do? Ask yourself that every time. Every time you ask, you know, can we go zero emissions and carbon neutral, everything, ask what India's doing or more importantly, what China's doing. If they don't play along, if they don't do what we are doing, it doesn't matter we have you know 14 percent of the world's population I believe every single person could stop driving and stop using uh, any you know uh, oil and gas and natural gas it wouldn't matter China builds a new coal power plant once a week once a week they build a new coal power plant they're not playing along with with Greta Thunberg it is such a fool's errand to think if we do it, it's going to make a difference. I, I talk about this all the time, tweet about it, and people say, oh, at least we're trying to do something. Yeah, we're trying to destroy the U.S. economy and hurt people who are trying to make a living and provide for their family. Again, it doesn't hurt John Kerry or Ed Markey or AOC. She still gets to drive her Tesla to Whole Foods. It doesn't matter to her. But the average idiot, the average guy, you know, sitting in Arkansas taking his F-50, F-150 to work, it, it crushes him. And I hope he understands. I think more and more people are understanding that it's on purpose. They want it to hurt. The pain is the point. Let's get to these uh, these people leading us, leading us into uh, war with Russia. I mean, it'll be one thing. And I remember reading the Johnny Joey Jones tweet, uh, whatever it was, ten days ago when we uh, when we uh, first when Russia first invaded. And he said, you know, there's an 18-year-old Marine in him that wants to come out and fight and protect the poor people of Ukraine, but he doesn't trust the people who would send him to war. And how could anybody trust? I mean, last time Joe Biden was in Ukraine, he was threatening uh, to withhold a billion dollars if they don't fire the prosecutor that's looking into his son's corrupt company. His sons making an 83,000 a month. I mean, it's a corrupt country and 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 we have a corrupt president, a corrupt administration trying to decide whether to go to war to protect them. It's just it's just a, a, a tangled web and you have no faith that they're well I certainly don't have those, I don't have one bit of faith that, that that Biden has the best interest of the United States in mind. And I certainly don't think that about Kamala or Buttigieg or any of them. Blinken, they do not have the best interest of the American people in mind ever. So, Biden speaks today. Kamala spoke yesterday. Saki got up there and lies every day. Pete Buttigieg. Let's get to Pete because I know you're a big fan of Pete's, uh, Craig. Pete has a solution for people. You know who are hurting. Yeah. Inflation's killing people. Food prices, gas prices. People are struggling. He goes before the camera. This is how out of touch and how elitist our leaders are. This is a cabinet member. Granted, if he, you know, liked women, he wouldn't be in the cabinet. He's like every just about everyone else, he's identity politics choice. He's he's an affirmative action hire. Honestly, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, if he were, you know, married with a, you know, to a woman with three kids, you wouldn't know his name. You wouldn't know his name, but we 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 celebrate the advancement of 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 minorities and he qualifies as one. So we're celebrating the fact that this fool is in the cabinet. Here's what he wants you to do, folks. If you're, uh, again, you're sitting there filling up your uh, your Ford Taurus, going, "Holy crap, I can't afford this." Pete has a solution. Has this? What do you drive, Craig? What do you drive? A minivan. A minivan. That's right. A minivan. You know what? It's gas powered, right? Yes. Oh yeah, that kill you. You can't. <laughs> you you, you, you got to learn. You got to learn from Pete. Get rid of that minivan. <laughs> You got your, you know, if you're in your F-150 or your Ford Taurus or you're driving whatever and you're making your car payment and you're trying to fill it up and you're shocked at the price today when you're filling it up. Mayor Pete has a suggestion. Get rid of the minivan and get yourself a Tesla. Let's listen to this. Clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the
0: American people.
1: Of course. I, I, I'm never coming in the studio again. If you do this to me, you, you drag me in here because, oh, we have all the greatest stuff. Okay, you want me to play it off my laptop here? No, I You're going to annoy me. I don't want to get more annoyed. I got it right here. Okay, uh, Pete. We'll, we'll get to Pete's idea. And then we'll get to Kamala. And then we're going to get to the, uh, the uh, I think he's like a think tank guy who did a, 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 what they call it, a model or a projection of what's going to happen go to war, mm-hmm. what's going to happen if all the people at the anti-war protest Sunday, if they get their way, the people who are chanting, close the sky, the people who like, you know, buffoons like, like Adam Kinzinger say, close the sky or no fly zone. If they get their way and we go to war with Russia, we have a prediction and we will get to that because I'm not sure people know what, uh, what we're uh, getting into. And it is a little, a little unnerving, a little scary the number of people who are gung ho. And I knew this would happen. I kept telling you about it happened twenty years ago with Iraq. You heard the stories, the personal stories, the just the suffering, the misery, the human suffering, and you go, We gotta do something. And we did. We went into Iraq, got, you know, four thousand Americans killed. A bunch of guys lost their limbs and what did it get us? what did it get us? If it was a mistake. Then it's a mistake now. You can't see those kids, you know, dead in the street and say, Let's you know, let's let's sacrifice thousands of Americans. It's just, it's 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 madness. But can you play it now or no? I can play it. Let's listen to Mayor Pete. Clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a five billion dollar investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network, so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. See, the, there you go. You want to sell on gas, drive an EV. I believe the average price of an EV is $55,000. The average family uh, in America has an income of sixty something 65000 So almost all of your annual income, uh, family of four, should go to uh, your EV, your uh, electric uh, SUV, or your Tesla. How out of touch, how elitist. Do you have to be to tell America, particularly when you got inflation and people struggling, say, just get an EV. We're going to have electric power stations everywhere. God, I can't stand these people. <sighs> I, I, I just, I'm at the brink of just lashing out at every, all 81 million who put these people in power. All 81 million of you, are you happy now? Is this what you wanted? This buffoon saying, go out and buy yourself a Tesla? Solved, problem solved. By the way, it's not solved. What do you think electricity comes from? Again, unicorn boops
0: comes from coal. There's a video of uh, Bill Gates being asked, like, what's the price of, like, normal things? And it's like, how much is a gallon of milk? He's like, I don't know, 20 bucks? No. It's it's something (laughs) like that. Not not exactly. You know, he is another guy who has
1: people have just lost all respect for. I have. Did you see Joe Rogan take him apart? It was great. He said... He's taking health advice, he said, for a guy with man boobs and a, big, <laughs> and a big cut hanging out. He goes, I'm supposed to take health advice, fitness advice from that guy? It is true. Bill Gates is a software guy, a computer guy, yeah. a nerd. And we sit there almost daily for the last two years saying, what do you think of uh, the uh, the state of uh, the coronavirus, the COVID? What about the vaccines? I'm going, vaccines? He knows as much about vaccines as I do. Why aren't they asking me or right. you? Right? I mean, ask him about software if you want. What is this... Blob know about vaccines. Nothing, except he likes to control the population. Uh, but anyway, that's Pete Booted Judge, who thinks you should all go out and get a Tesla. Kamala yesterday. Where was Kamala? Can you find out where she was? Because I mean, you gotta do this every day, Craig. This is your job. Mm -hmm. You gotta every day. The Kamala gaffes. It's not even gaffs. I'm telling you, when she gaffs, it's one thing. Everyone has gaffs. It's just when she actually completes a thought, I think it's even scarier. Oh, yeah. Kamala's on her way, if she's not there already, to Poland and Romania. And the idea that she could ever make anything better, you know, like make the situation better, calm the nerves of our allies, I don't know, meet the refugees, whatever she does is gonna look so fake, so inauthentic, we will all be cringing. And it's one thing if we're cringing when she's here and she's on the morning hustle, you know? Yeah. That's cringe enough for us. This is cringe for the whole world. This is cringe for the, the whole planet is going to say, that's second in command? That's the person who ascends to the throne when Dementia Joe wanders off in a traffic? That's the person? I'm telling you, it is scary for me, for you. How do you think the... The the refugees of the, the, you know, the the allies in in Eastern Europe are are, are feeling when she goes over there, she will embarrass us all today, tonight, whenever, tomorrow. Whenever she gets, she's going to have the fake laugh going Mm -hmm. and she's going to have the the dumb, uh, you know, like mannerisms. It's going to be uncomfortable. But yesterday she spoke. Selma, Alabama. Oh, she was in Selma, Alabama. And I guess it wasn't about the war, the impending war, or the whatever the crisis in Ukraine. It was just rambling, babbling, gobbledygook from our. Uh, how long? How long's this cut? Uh, this one
0: is 41 seconds. And
1: I, 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 tweeted this out. I said Joe Biden could get us in a nuclear war and wipe out all of humanity, and it still won't be the worst choice he's ever made. This is, I maybe it's me, but I watch this and I go, Biden's team, you know, Jill and Dr. Jill and. Obama and Susan Rice and all the puppeteers interviewed people, talked to people, researched people and said, this is the person we want in second in command. This is the person we want waiting in the wings if anything happens to Joe. This is, there's a good chance this is our 46th president. How scary is that? I got a lot of scary, I got, we a lot of scary stories today. <laughs> One of them is the person you're about to hear in the next three years could be the 46th president. If again, Joe's struggle, no, she'd be 46th. Really? No, 47th. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're right. 47th. That's right, because uh, Trump's 45. Trump, <laughs> Trump wants to be 45 and 47. <laughs> yes. You're right. 45 and 47. 47th president. I would say it's probably even odds that she's going to be our 47th president. I yeah. mean, she might only be for a month. Or six months or whatever, because Biden will
0: step I think down. it's higher than that. Biden's definitely not making it through no, the first No, no, he, he can't.
1: I mean, no. if he does, imagine how uncomfortable that's going to be. Oh, God. Let's listen to uh, Kamala yesterday. I don't know. She's getting us ready, you know, getting us ready for, uh, for war. But uh, let's listen to this buffoon.
0: Imagine a future. The
1: freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to oh. our grocery store shelves, and the buses that take children to school and, and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. Oh, good. Well, you all imagined it. That's why we're here today.
0: She's such a phony. Because
1: we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been, and then to make the possible actually happen. Oh, God. Oh, God! Oh. I'm telling you, if that, I was in a college oh, course yes. and that's the professor, I'd walk out. That, yeah. that is, it's condescending. Is there anything worse than being talked down to by a moron? No. <laughs> I mean, being condescended to by a dummy, that's what it's like with her. She teaks, talks to everyone like they're five which i understand she's not smart enough to articulate anything you know <laughs> right. more more intelligent but imagine first of all how many people in this country of 330 million really pine for the day we have zero emissions our emissions are going down our our, our you know our environment is much cleaner than it was we've done an br- amazing job of 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 taking care of the environment they don't do the same in again india or china or africa but People, I mean, you have to be totally brainwashed, and granted, lots of people who go through our university system are indeed brainwashed to wake up in the morning and think, you got, whatever, war in Ukraine, gas prices, inflation, the border, and you say, what I really want is zero emissions. Emissions. What does that do for you? Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, when you, okay, we got zero emissions. Now what? (laughs) We all feel better? I mean, what does that do? It's just such a silly, idealistic, unrealistic thing i'm just not sure who you're catering to other than some nut
0: job in a sierra club or it's just or, never going to happen so they're just bitching about it, something so they have something right, to bitch it's about. it's not going to happen
1: but so what if it did first of all our economy would suffer unbelievably we we, mm-hmm. we need fossil fuels we need oil and i think and we have it we have plenty of it and we have no good reason not to use it we don't but that fool is gone from Selma to Poland. She's like like land, touching down in Krakow right now, heading to the to the border. Get ready, because she will embarrass us all. We're all going to be embarrassed by whatever she does or says in Poland. Uh, that's uh, uh, all right, that, I wanted to go through. We also, by the way, I want to quickly go through some resumes because I'm going to get you the I'm going to get to the person who I want in charge. I want calling the shots as you know we are sitting on the precipice of world war. I don't want these fools. Uh, Pete Buttigieg went to Harvard and Oxford. Anthony Blinken went to Harvard and Columbia. Kamala, of course, went to Howard. Uh, Saki went to William & Mary, grew up in Greenwich and went to Greenwich Country Day School. Joe Biden, who knows where he went because he lies about his resume. He, uh, He went to Syracuse at law school and finished like bottom of the class, but whatever. These are elitists. These are people who summer in the Hamptons or in Nantucket. These are the people calling the shots, sending people, possibly sending people to war. That is scary. They are, these are pointy-headed fools who don't know what it's like. They don't they're they're like Bill Gates. They don't know what anything costs. You know, you think, you think Joe Biden knows what anything costs? Joe Biden has he's never had he's been in government for 50 years. He hasn't had a real job since he was 27 or 28. I mean, he has he's fabulously wealthy. He's got beach houses all over Delaware and, and, and real estate everywhere, from dirty deals in Ukraine and China and everywhere else. They're, they don't have our best interests in mind. You know who does? Everybody's new hero, everybody's new favorite athlete, Bryce Mitchell. Should've got to this yesterday because it's gone viral and everyone's everyone's talking about Bryce Mitchell. I'm not a big MMA guy. You are though, right, Craig? I a big am. fan. Big fan. Did you know did you know about Bryce Mitchell? He's undefeated, by the way. <clears throat> Is he undefeated? I didn't know his record. He's undefeated. He's 15-0. and 0. He's 27 years old, if you don't know about Bryce. He's from Arkansas, as you will soon hear. He's a featherweight. He's, think of that. He's a featherweight, and he's bigger than Putin or Zelensky. <laughs> he's 5'9", 140. He towers over Putin or Zelensky. How about those two just get in the ring? I mean, Zelensky's younger, but Putin's got... He knows judo.
0: He does. He's yeah. on, he was
1: on the board. That's right. No, they no kicked, longer. Yeah, if you thought that war was, you know, inevitable, we got good news. They kicked him off the judo board, whatever, the National, International Judo Commission. And
0: I'm almost positive that his belts are legit. <laughs>
1: All right. Yeah, and his hockey, I mean, he's Gretzky when he sits, yeah. gets on the ice, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, Bryce Mitchell, by the way, I think he's on Tucker tonight. This guy's going to be a... A superstar maybe not in the ring although I don't know what do I know is he good is he good
0: I don't know I haven't seen him he was on he, the, uh, he was on the um, undercard I only watched the main card so I didn't see he looks him. it he looks mangy you
1: know what's amazing he has a college degree in economics I was just looking up his biography really that, that guy we're looking at right now has a college degree in economics he doesn't but <laughs> tell me I think it was William Buckley said he'd rather be governed by the first hundred names in the Boston phone book, by then the entire faculty of Harvard, you know, like Harvard people are the dumbest people in the world. Let's be honest. Yeah. Harvard people, people like Anthony Blinken and uh, Pete Buttigieg and Barack Obama are the dumbest people in the world. You don't want Harvard people like like uh, uh, Michelle Wu, like, like Charlie Baker. You don't want Harvard people in charge. You know, you just don't. I mean, I know it's a tough school to get in unless you have family connections or you get... Uh, but once you're in, you know, you get brainwashed. You don't learn anything. You get brainwashed, and then you think you know it all because you went to Harvard. That should be, that'll be my new rule. When I'm in charge, uh, th- there will be no Harvard people. No Harvard people in my cabinet, no Harvard people in in the government at all. No, you're just not, need not apply. I don't care who you are. You, Harvard people screw things up. This guy, let me just double check where, where Bryce Mitchell went to college. I just looked it up, as his, his, uh, he uh, he has a degree in economics from Harding University. Harding University, I know nothing That's about it. That's why you
0: can beat people up.
1: Yes, Harding <laughs> University is in Searcy, Arkansas. It's a much better institution than Harvard. I know, I never even heard of it, but I know it's better than Harvard. Where did you go to college, Craig?
0: NHTI for one semester, and I drank too much. NH, what the hell is it? NHIT? NHTI, it's Community College in uh, Concord, oh, New Hampshire. God that you could live
1: at you know that was the problem. I can't believe I didn't even look at your resume when I hired you that's how desperate I was <laughs> uh, I like I like that better college dropout I'd rather have you I went sit, to a,
0: I went to electrical school and made dean's list if that makes wow Would
1: well, dean's list? elect does that mean you didn't electrocute yourself and they getting... not
0: not until I got a job then, then good I, I would
1: much rather have a college dropout from NHTI than uh, than a Harvard grad but yeah. anyway Uh, Bryce Mitchell went to Harding. Bryce Mitchell's an MMA fighter. He's 27 years old. And he was asked the other day, we got the question about the situation in Ukraine. And you tell me that you wouldn't rather have him than, I don't know, Anthony Blinken or Kamala Harris right now, uh, in a position of power, making a call in the shots. Tell me you wouldn't rather have Bryce Mitchell than any of those pointy headed fools.
2: I just wanted to get your thoughts on the whole Russia and Ukraine situation. You know, um, here's my first thought is I'm not going nowhere to fight none of these wars for these politicians. I'm staying at home. And when the war comes to Arkansas, I will dig my boots in the ground and I will die for everything I love. And I will not retreat if this country is invaded and... Everybody's saying, well, we got to we got to evacuate. We got to leave. We got I will not I will dig my boots in the Arkansas soil and I will fight for the people that I love, for the land that I love and the way of life that I love. But I'm not going overseas to fight. I don't know what's going on, to be honest, brother. I really don't. There's so much stuff and I don't think nobody knows what's going on fully. There's been so much political corruption in that area. You got Biden and his son making a shit ton of money off of um and using our tax dollars to bribe their people that's treasonous in my opinion uh so you got hunter biden and his son using our tax dollars hey if if ukrainian government if you don't do this we're taking your tax dollars he shouldn't be giving our tax dollars to that country anyway we got veterans out here sleeping on the street and you're going to give our freaking tax dollars to these ukrainians and all i brother i don't know what's going on over there but I'm not going over there and fighting and God bless anybody that's over there fighting. And I hope that this shit just gets solved. And man, I don't like war. You know what I mean? I don't want people dying and all that stuff. I don't want to be, but I don't know what's going on. There's so much stuff that I think that's corrupted that we just don't know what's truly going on over there. And I just, I pray all those people are safe. Bryce, Bryce uh,
1: Mitchell for, uh, I don't know, president, vice president, secretary of state? What do you think? Secretary of defense, maybe? Secretary of defense. I'd I'd take secretary of state. I'd like to see him go over and have one of these meetings with uh, foreign leaders, uh, just stare him in the eye and say, uh, you know, we ain't fighting over here. I mean, wouldn't you say, if you took a poll, a legit poll, not some rigged poll, that 90, 90, whatever, 80 maybe percent of America would agree with that, say... You know, if they come here, we're ready to fight. But we ain't going to Ukraine and losing American lives and blood and treasure. I know it's horrific, but... You, uh, you know, there's war all over the world. There's war now. We can, take, now. We can take all tra- these
0: people that protest by stopping traffic, throw them in front of enemy tanks, and see how committed they are.
1: Yeah, but not the truckers, right? Not, not the, the truckers. Cru- no, we're talking the climate change nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we'll yes, do yes. that. We'll do that, you know. I mean, there is, I mean, I, a good friend of mine, talking to yesterday, he's he's looking at flights to Warsaw. He wants to go volunteer, you know, to help with the refugee crisis. Uh-huh. Just volunteer, give out food and blankets. I do not want to fight, but people are getting hit right here in the heart. And... You have to and which was inevitable, but sometimes you have to ask, was that the point? Are they trying to get us riled up? Are they trying to get people to ignore the reality of a no-fly zone and just say, let's let's close the sky. You have to be grounded and rational. And I think that's what Bryce Mitchell is, and I think he speaks for a lot of people. A lot of people when he says, you know, we don't know what's going on. It's corrupted. We're being lied to. We do not want to get involved in a bloody war. Let me get to that projection, by the way. Let me do, let's do our, get to our sponsors, and then we'll get to this uh, interesting projection of guy who does this uh, for a living, I believe, who figures out uh, what's going to happen next, who predicts. What's going to happen next in world affairs? And you tell me how many people are ready for this. But let me do. Uh, let me do Shay and uh, get to my pillow, and then we'll get to that. And to, to the dumbest gambler, the worst gambler ever, Calvin Ridley. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by My Go to mypillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard My Pillow, which is normally sixty nine ninety eight. For only $19.98 with code Word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. My pillow is made in the USA and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now, and you can support this show and you can strike back against canceled culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the canceled culture mob. By purchasing from my pillow, not only are you helping this show. You're fighting back against canceled culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon rotating all systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man- manufactured 178000 Square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes designs and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks and installation. Let Shea show you the way call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800 H shea or just log on to com. All right, this guy's name before we get to Calvin Ridley, uh, um, I want to mention a guy named Harry Kazanians, K-A-Z-I-A-N-I-S, Kazanians. And, uh, Sounds right. I heard I uh, <laughs> uh, Tucker mentioned this last night, so I went and read up and, and learned. Harry Kazanians, writing for The Federalist. Uh, I don't think that's, you know, his job. He's uh, Let me get you his exact title. Director of Defense Studies at the Center for National Interest in D.C., An executive editor of their publishing arm, The National Interest. So he's a think tank guy, military guy, and for a living, for a a he predicts what's gonna happen in world affairs. And they projected, they did a whole thing, a little war game situation on the little big board of what happens if NATO goes to war with Russia, meaning if the U.S. goes to war with Russia, which is what some people want, Remarkably, that's what Adam Kinzinger wants. I think that's what Lindsey Graham wants. I think some people in the media want that. And then you get the people who are just emotional at this point and say, oh, they're killing kids. Let's go to war. Guess how many dead, how many human beings will die in a U.S. slash NATO v. Russia war, another world war? Uh, Guess how many people Harry Kazanians predicts will die?
0: In the whole war or like in the million? whole war, in the
1: World War II, essentially Russia versus oh, NATO. Shit. Three million? Uh try again. Harry, Mr. Harry, predicts one billion dead. Mm. No, one no. billion. Uh, uh he, he yeah. said he's done this countless times. A group of past and present US government officials from both sides of the aisle gathered to wage a NATO what Russian war in simulation. At the end of 2019, in the course of what we called the NATO Russia war, we estimated 1 billion people died. And if we aren't careful, careful, what happened in simulation could happen if NATO, if a NATO Russia Russia war erupts over Ukraine. Did he factor now, in
0: how ass the Russian army is, though? That's, well, you know, <laughs> maybe.
1: I mean, there's 144 million Russians. There's 330 million Americans. That's half a billion, not even. It's about a half a billion. Yeah, Kill everybody in America and everybody in Russia.
0: Still not there. And you're
1: halfway there. So you're talking a lot of Europeans and whoever else, you know, whatever fights for uh, Russia. But forget a billion. Just say, you know, we'll we'll be uh, conservative here and say, oh, I don't know, a hundred million. Are people ready for that? A hundred million? That would include Americans. I don't think people understand. God knows, this didn't get a lot of play. You know, Hunt, uh, Tucker mentioned it in passing, which made me go and read up. But nobody is ready for that. Nobody, no. nobody's ready for that. No one can even put them get their mind around that. They just see the Russians targeting civilians by design, killing women and kids, trying to get, trying to lure people into this,
0: to this war. It's like wiping out three quarters of China, just boom. Okay. Uh,
1: it could. He said, "NATO could spark. Uh, NATO intervention would spark a nuclear war." And if there's one thing that's happened in the last two weeks, it's that we've lost. I don't know, say the the idea that Putin's a rational human being. We had that for some reason. We shouldn't have because he's killed civilians in Chechnya. He's poisoned and murdered his opponents. We didn't know he was this this maniacal, this murderous. Now we know. Well, now we know he has no problem blowing up churches and schools and killing civilians. Do we think that guy won't pull the trigger on a nuclear missile? Do we think that guy's going to draw the line right there? That's the red line. No, no, no. You know, you can beat us, destroy us. Hell, ruin me. I mean, if they lose this war, he's done.
0: But I'm not going to fire a nuke? He seems like he's eager to do it. Actually, I mean,
1: I, mean, I think it, we've learned one thing in the last two weeks is that he would be more than eager and willing to do it. And that should frighten everybody. All right, that's uh, you can read that. I just tweeted it out uh, from the Federalist. Just careful. Just in passing, you know, the lead the lead to the to the piece is how did we just kill a billion people? Well, they did it by simulating a NATO Russian war. A billion dead. That's one out of every seven in the whole I world.
0: Know. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> That's a lot of Americans, man. I don't think anybody is ready for that, but maybe maybe people will read up and cooler heads will prevail. All right, let's get to uh, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, uh, if you haven't heard, everyone's heard by now, got busted for gambling. He, he bet 1,500 on a parlay on a few different NFL games, including the Falcons, by the way, his team. Now, pa- Calvin Ridley... Was not active. Was not playing. You know why? He was on a mental health break, so he was home in Florida or in the Miami area, and he was doing it on his phone. And this is a little scary. Every day something kind of unnerves me about modern technology, and you wonder what's coming next. We talked to yesterday about the uh, <clears throat> excuse me the uh, Russian soldiers or Russian police were stopping people in the streets, grabbing their cell phones, and scrolling through their text messages to see if yeah. they were texting anything about Putin. And if they were texting, they arrested them. So every day there's something, and the fact that they shut down everything in Russia, you know, Visa and MasterCard and Google Pay and Apple Pay, shut down business in Russia, and you're saying, wait a second, I mean, that's cool, they did it to Russia, but what if they do it to us next? What if the next time, the regime, the Biden regime, decides they don't like what someone has to say. They just say, call their friends. That's, by the way, they called. uh, Zelensky called for it, and then we called for it for Visa and MasterCard and and Apple Pay to do this. What if they do that to their domestic enemies next time? They say, we don't like what you said about, you know, Sleepy Joe or, or Kamala. You know, let's cancel his Visa. I mean, his credit card and his Visa. Scary time, but um, anyway, Calvin really got caught because this, I don't know, this outfit notifies the NFL when they see somebody, a player, gambling on their phone, and it sounds like, you know, no big deal. He bet 1500 bucks, he lost. Oh, I don't know, did he lose all his bets? He lost, right?
0: Uh, he lost the one that counts, <laughs> contract of the, the NFL. Dumbest,
1: and a, the dumbest better ever. He bet $1,500, and he lost $11 million. He got suspended for a year. As of now, I don't know if that if they fight that if the union fights it for him or they said for now they he could be suspended longer. Yeah, and th- this annoys me. It always annoys me when we uh, we used to talk about Pete Rose or anytime there's a big gambling story, and people say, well, in this case, they say you know gambling's accepted everywhere and there's casinos everywhere and online betting everywhere and FanDuel and DraftKings and they're all in bed with the NFL. Is it against the rules or isn't it? My two questions. Is it against the rules? And did Calvin Ridley know it was against the rules?
0: He had to. So
1: he's not being punished necessarily for gambling. He's being punished for being a dumbass. Right. For, you know, uh, intentionally breaking a rule that he knew, he damn well knew. He, He knew he was doing it, by the way, which is amazing. I mean, if you really wanted to gamble, you could have done it. Through someone else. I mean, he could have been sitting there with his girlfriend or his friend and say, "Put fifteen hundred on the Falcons for me," right? And he'd be fine, right? But he's being suspended for a for gambling, obviously, and b for being stupid, doing it in in in, in a way where he got caught. He's can't deny it. He, on Twitter, he says, and he he tweets like a moron, by the way, no punctuations or anything. He says, "I bet fifteen hundred total. I don't have a gambling problem." Um, and he says, he'll come back after a year and he'll be healthy and ready to go. I'm just gone. Just gone. G O N E be more healthy. When I come back, I know I was wrong, but I'm getting one year. LOL. I know you, I know if you know me, you know, my character, he tweets these things. And I guess that's his defense. He's, uh, He's a trade bait, he, and, and and the yeah. story I just read, I think it was a Pro Football Talk. The last line is uh, the the Patriots were uh, interested in making a deal to bring him in. Yeah, that's off. He's out for a year, but here's the thing that bugs me, and every time this happens, you know, all the people on Twitter, all the people on TV, and so saying, you know, the uh, the the league is making millions, hundreds of millions, probably in the long run from. DraftKings or whatever, FanDuel or MGM or various casinos. Every team's got to deal with a casino. So what? So what? That doesn't mean players are allowed to gamble on their teams. And I saw a lot of this too. Portnoy tweeted out, the players should be allowed to bet on their teams. You know, like boxers bet on themselves. Um, Do you believe that?
0: I think they should be able to bet on themselves. That's stupid.
1: You're stupid, all right? That's stupid. I don't know if you followed Pete Rose but Pete Rose would say, I just bet on my team, whatever, his defenders. Oh. He would bet on his team, but not every day. So he'd bet on his team like three days in a row, mm-hmm. and then the fourth day he wouldn't, which sends a signal to all the gamblers, and, the, and in that case it'd be you know, bookies and organized criminals. Now it's just all. So Calvin Ridley bets on the Falcons week one, two, three, and then week four, he doesn't. Then you have a signal from a Falcon player that something's up that day. You might not want to bet on the Falcons. Why didn't, uh, he, why didn't he bet on the Falcons that day? Why? You can't bet on games if you're a player. I think everyone accepted that for decades. It doesn't, it doesn't change because the league made a deal with DraftKings. That doesn't change the basic problem, the fundamental problem with players betting on games. Obviously, you can't bet against your team. And they said they have no evidence that he got inside info. Like what? Like, so Calvin Ridley's probably real good friends with a dozen guys in that Atlanta team, right? Mm -hmm. You don't think he's talking to them regularly? You don't think he says, you know, how's Matt Ryan's, you know, whatever, ankle if Ryan's hurt? You don't think he says, you know, how do you feel going into this game? I mean, it might not be rock-solid info that, that, that guarantees a win, but he knows more than the average gambler about the Falcons.
0: I saw uh, someone say that every player should be forced to bet ten percent of their salary on themselves every game because it, w- it would increase effort. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> so you're forced, sure. But what if you don't
1: one week? What if you say I don't have a good feeling about this? Right. They're looking for every edge. You'd agree? Gamblers, big gamblers, sitting. I'm talking you know, professional gamblers sitting in Vegas or whatever. They're looking for every edge. If Calvin Ridley's betting on the Falcons, I'm saying. You know, that's all the edge I need. I'll take the Falcons. Now, that doesn't, again, guarantee win, but you can't, there's a reason that's the bright red line that you can't cross. You can't send the message. And people say they're in business with gambling companies. That's all well and good, but you know what blows the whole league up? And the NFL's strong enough to survive anything at this point, but another league, maybe the NBA, or if you had a point-shaving scandal, if you had a player betting you know big money on the up and and tanking a game if that happens that's the biggest scandal in in NFL history and then people wonder uh about the integrity of the game they wonder if it's on the level they can't afford that that's why this punishment is so harsh that's why it is such a a, a, a taboo thing you can't let that you know let that sneak in the door that that idea that that doubt that uh, what happens if you know, you see a guy, whatever, throw a bad pick, and you wonder, did he, did he bet on the other team? Is he, is he, you know, or, or win, you know, they, whatever? They take a knee when they could have scored something like that, and everyone's wondering in the whole country, is this on the level or is this in the bag? They can't afford that. Even Goodell understands that. Right. And I know a lot of people are defending him. How can you defend a guy who is making 11 million bucks a year, and knows he's risking it all by betting 1,500? That is the dumbest gambler of very all time. Dumb. Very, very dumb, very stupid. By the way, some there were some comparisons to what are they going to do to Stephen Ross if Stephen Ross is guilty? Oh, he's fucked. He loses his team. Yeah, the team is gone. I mean, you know, they took Donald Sterling's team away when he was rambling about you know, his wanting his girlfriend to go to games with black guys. It was insane. It was stupid, and I have no sympathy for him. I mean, he's a he, uh, sounds like a vile human being. But remember, it was like a drunken, rambling. I don't want how you. How's it going to look if you go to a game with a black guy? They took his team away. Right. Which is fine. They took Jerry Richardson's team away. I mean, he made a fortune, but he was whatever, grabbing the secretaries as they walked by, and he they took his team away. Mm-hmm. Stephen Ross obviously loses his team. If Brian, Brian Flores is telling the truth and he says he's got proof. Remember, his lawyers said they got proof? Yeah. If they have proof that Stephen Ross offered his coach money to lose. That is quite simply the biggest scandal in American sports history. An owner paying a coach to lose. Now, it's not because he's gambling, it's because he wanted a better draft pick, but so what? You're paying your coach to lose. You're done. I mean, I, I assume there's no criminal charges, but who knows? Maybe there's civil, civil action they could take against him. But Flores wins, Ross loses, he must sell. He must pay a massive fine, and and it's 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 not even debatable. I mean, you,
0: you, I you know. I, don't, I don't know if you can say or uh, he it may have happened, but there's definitely no proof, like concrete proof, or else it would have been out already. I don't know. Uh, you saw Flores with his lawyers saying they got proof. I mean, again, they might be
1: lying and just full of it. Yeah, but you you go. I mean, you go that far, and say we got proof. We we can prove. Ross did this? I don't know, I, I, I said to you like two weeks ago, I doubt there is proof because Ross is, he might be a horrible human being, but he's not dumb, he's right. fabulously wealthy, right. he's built an empire, he built buildings in New York City, he's 81 years old, he doesn't have a lot of time left, but they will have to make an example of him, big time. If he's guilty. If they have a text or an email or something or a witness, say, I mean, did every time they meet,
0: was it just two of them
1: or was there another I'm saying guy? like
0: there should have been like a bank transaction or something, you know. Well they didn't
1: I don't think he actually paid him, did he? Did he actually give him the money?
0: I don't know. I don't know if it would be all at once or he put no, a I little on each check or but
1: what. I have my doubts because I can't imagine Ross is that stupid. I mean yeah. you imagine trusting Brian Flores, your coach, and saying I'll give you hundred grand to lose and thinking he's gonna keep it? Like, under his hat? <laughs> yeah. Ross can't be that dumb. Sterling, on the other hand, sounded that dumb. Like, maybe he was just pickled and just old. And, but Ross can't be that dumb. If he is, you know, Kevin Ridley got a year. First of all, Ross just loses his team. He's gone. gone. And pays a massive fine and everything else they could do to him because there is nothing compared to Nothing I've ever seen in American professional sports like what,
0: that. What will be the biggest tip is if he starts putting uh, his team on the market. And being like, yeah, I'm thinking about selling. I I was wondering that. I mean, I looked. I think he's got kids in the business, and one of those kind of guys
1: that wants it to be like a family empire. But Mm. it's over. If Brian, and by the way, if it's not true, doesn't Brian Flores, I mean, get sued? That's that is the
2: the definition of
1: defamation of character. Fired from the Steelers, definitely. Yeah, I mean,
0: (laughs) right. If you, I would think, or suspended for a year or something. If Brian Flores made that up. I don't know why he did this, because he he's coming off a really good year with the team he had. Everyone was shocked that he got fired, so I thought it was like a lock he was going to get a job. It was. It was close. He was
1: a candidate in Houston. They ended up picking Lovey Smith. Brian Flores is a fraud. He's a con man, and I think that was pretty well proven. If he doesn't do this, he's the coach of Houston, I bet. Yeah, I, I bet you're right, and he did it, and after Houston hired a black man, he added Houston to the lawsuit. I know, I know, So when you do that, you lose all credibility. So you want, you're allegedly fighting for African-American coaches. Houston hired one, but it wasn't the right one because the only African-American coach he cares about is Brian Flores. Right. So I think he was exposed at that point. And then, by the way, he got a job yeah. in the NFL probably making whatever, half a million bucks to be an assistant, and defensive assistant in Pittsburgh. So clearly... They're hiring guys. Hell, they're hiring guys who are suing every team in the league, hiring black guys who are suing every team in the league. Right. So how, you know, how much discrimination could there be? So his case falls apart completely with the situation in Houston and in Pittsburgh. He's full of it. He's absolutely full of it, which is why I have my doubts. Stephen Ross can't be that dumb, and Brian Flores has proven that he's in it only for Brian Flores. But anyway... That's uh, that's the uh, situation with Calvin Ridley, the dumbest gambler in the world. All right. Where are we at? Fifty five. All right. Uh, um, all right. We gotta we gotta get moving here because um,
2: meeting with our, our, Brucey. Pres-
1: our president is speaking shortly. Gotta want to check that out too. Although he'll be really late. One other thing I wanted to uh, mention <laughs> before we uh, check out, and I go you know, get a tour of the. Uh, the lovely Studio Five Fifty. What does Five Fifty mean?
0: It was a radio station he bought when he was young.
1: Oh, do I get a hat or anything?
0: I don't know. I'm dying to get one myself. Um,
1: I, I want to. I occasionally will recommend reading because that's all I do is read. Uh, not necessarily books much as I used to, but I read online. I'm trying to read as much as I can read about Ukraine and trying to read. You know, things that are worth reading. There's a story. I've never read The Ringer, Bill Simmons. Uh,
0: mm-hmm, me either. I've
1: never read a thing on The Ringer. I mean, I've seen tweets, maybe. I've listened to Simmons' podcast. Not lately, but uh, but The Ringer, I recommend this story. It's called, uh, the the headline is, Does My Son Know You? And it's by a man named Jonathan Tarks. T-J-A-R-K-S. Jonathan Tarks is is a ringer guy, obviously. And he is dying. He's got uh, sarcoma, some form of sarcoma. And, uh, he writes about, uh, all he's going through and his relationship with his father, when his father passed away young and, uh, people who show up in good times, but not necessarily in tough times. It's a great read. I tweeted it out. I think you can find it on the ringer or you can Google it. Jonathan Tarks uh, story about fatherhood cancer and what matters most very well done can't recommend it enough you didn't read it did you no no yeah. now, you do you read anything sometimes yeah well you should have seen that i tweeted out yesterday and said take a few minutes read this you won't regret it it is really good and a lot of people wrote back to me and said i was right
0: it's damn good so check that out I got to make sure I put on notifications for when you tweet so I don't miss a thing. Yeah, that's you should. Everybody should do that.
1: Everybody should do that. But uh, anyway, we will uh, leave it there for today. Anything else before we uh, take a tour and and uh, meet uh, your whole uh, crew here at Studio 550?
0: Uh, we just had the Zelensky stuff, but we could probably get into that tomorrow. That's right. We had Zelensky giving away his location. <coughs> Pretty ballsy move. I don't think it's real. I think he recorded it like a day before or something. He said, moved. come and get me.
1: Come and get me. Zelensky. So you know what, we should talk to Jordan Schachtel. He's a guy, he's a journalist, a sub-stacker, and we've had him on before, and he thinks Zelensky is full of it, and he is a, a man on an island. Everyone else is fallen in love with him. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to, I feel like, I don't want to fall too hard and f- feel like I've been sucked in and then be disappointed, so I am a little skeptical. I think
0: you're going to be left on the altar with this guy. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, so
1: you're skeptical?
0: I'm starting to get pretty skeptical. Uh, I
1: don't know. I don't want to jump, you know, with both feet i know. want to be wrong i do I, want to be wrong i want you to be wrong i want jordan to be wrong but it, there's just too much love there's just too much love in the air and there's too much worship of the man and that's always scary
0: but it's also he's an actor so he's doing right. all this shit it's so true. you're like okay and everything's falling into place like a, a war hero like just a perfect script Yeah, no, together. and, and know. he's not
1: willing to leave he's not really yeah. hiding he's saying here i am come get me even though they have assassination teams on the way
0: he is super sweet. I like uh, action movie lines. Like I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. Yeah. And then, and then you know, ten, hangs up the phone. 10 minutes
1: later, people on Twitter say, no, he never said that. And it, you know, yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I'm, 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 I'm not going to jump in with both feet yet, but I'm not ready to call him a Jewish Nazi. Like some people, <laughs> <laughs> the world's leading Jewish yeah. Nazi. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, we will be following that closely as always. But, uh, That will do it for today. Live from the uh, studio, lovely. I'm going to call this the Ironhead Studio because, you know, there's all kinds of other rooms here. This one little studio. This will be our studio. Uh, But live from Studio 550. Thank you to Craig. Thanks to everybody for listening, watching. We appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will see you tomorrow.